0: Welcome in everybody to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 38. On this edition, Blake and Taylor will finally reveal our number one NFL team in our official Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio power rankings as we finally get down from number four to number one. Also, we have Minnesota Vikings coverage and Philadelphia Eagles coverage for you. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 38. Begins right now. Global dynasty ain't a fantasy. The sports talk radio show could turn galaxies but in a good way. Cause my dude Blake and Nikki knows what's up, making no mistake. And the guy what it takes to run this. Not only the job, but they truly love it. Doing it for who? Only you, the fans, and it's only you who can help them was Shirley. I hope you're keeping up my wordplay Ain't quite worthy Spending lies would hurt me I wouldn't feel worthy Telling the truth It's just a do through my journey This show was impressed to get in fact some point Keep it entertaining at the same time midpoint Just have it interesting And you know what I mean Blake and Nicky The sports show right for me And if you wanna know it's something The master in. Welcome in, everybody, to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 38. What's going on, everybody? Your host, Blake Plonsky, hanging with you. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it. Hope you're having a great day. With me, as always, is my co-host, Taylor Johnson. How's it going, Taylor?
1: Doing good, doing good. How about yourself?
0: Uh, Can't complain. Uh, Went to a rock concert on Saturday. Uh, My favorite band. First time seeing them. And I am in pain, but damn, it was worth it.
1: You kids and your devil music.
0: Uh, if memory serves, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, actually yeah. listen to the same genre of nope. music to a point. So classical
1: is my kind of taste. Totally kidding.
0: I was gonna say, don't listen to him. He listens to corn just like I do. And
1: other other bands that, yeah.
0: We're all devil children Pretty here. Pretty much. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Like I said in the beginning, episode 38. How's it going? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your listenership. As always, couple of notes here for you. Before we get into the nitty gritty of everything we got going on tonight, you can email in, email us, BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. You can email Taylor, TaylorGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Give us an email, we will read it and answer it live on the air. Also, our Facebook, facebook.com slash globaldynastySTR, our main hub for everything that we do, all of your episodes, sporting news, and everything else that you could want in between. Check it out, give us a like on the Facebook, you will not be disappointed. And last, but certainly not least, where you can listen to us listen to us both on itunes or soundcloud or both if that's how you prefer soundcloud.com/globaldynastystr will get you to our soundcloud page search for us on itunes global dynasty sports talk radio subscribe to our podcast follow us on soundcloud and never miss another episode of global dynasty sports talk radio ever again All right, Taylor, without further ado, let's get right into it. Our final, final four, number four to number one. Our long-awaited reveal of our number one team in the Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio official power rankings. Let's do it. All right, first up, we got the Carolina Panthers, last year's loser in the Super Bowl, which I guess technically is probably not how I should phrase that. I'm sure Panther fans don't exactly like that. I apologize. I'm a little, I'm a little off tonight, uh, but I'll, I'll uh, work work with me here, everybody. All right, Taylor, do you want to go first or should I? Carolina Panthers.
1: Uh, you can uh, take this one.
0: All right. First up, you got Cam Newton under center. A lot of people, especially in fantasy football, I know we're talking technically reality here, but this is important. Cam Newton, especially for fantasy purposes, is looked at in fantasy as potentially the number one quarterback. A lot of drafts are done. Some drafts will be done even this weekend as we head into the final half of a week, kicking off the NFL Week 1 2016 season. Cam Newton, let's see here. Last year, he had, I'm just going to round up here, so 60% completion percentage. Uh, about 3,800 yards, 35 passing touchdowns, only 10 interceptions, and 10 rushing touchdowns. Cam Newton is a dual threat. Cam Newton is a very good quarterback in his own right. Now, Taylor, would you say that at this point in t- Cam's career, would you say he's a tier one or a tier two quarterback?
1: I got to think he's a tier one quarterback
0: okay, as we speak
1: and- right now.
0: Okay, and what makes you say that?
1: The dual threat, and he grew a lot as a quarterback last year. Uh, There was a lot of times where, in the pocket, he'd get happy feet, rely on those legs a little too much. Last year, he seemed a little more poised in that pocket, uh, even without you know Calvin Benjamin. But he had some decent weapons to throw to, Um, but he just seemed uh, more like I don't I don't know how to phrase more like an you know a a pocket quarterback more than run first pass second it was more of a pass first run second type of quarterback so uh you know you mentioned the whole uh fan uh, one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks this year and I remember going into last year's draft I was just was not sold on Cam Newton and he definitely showed me a lot last year so that that's what I believe makes him a tier one quarterback
0: okay fair enough all right that's good enough for me Moving on to running back here before we get into Cam Newton's targets that he has for him at his disposal. Disposal, excuse me. Jonathan Stewart. Why? Okay, this is perplexing to me, Taylor. Why do they? Okay, well, okay, they have Cam Newton. I get that. But I still don't understand why they continue to run with Jonathan Stewart. I get it. He only had 242 attempts, had, o- had close to a thousand yards, had only six rushing touchdowns. So I guess that, I mean, that could be bumped up a little bit. You would like to see that a little bit above that. And he doesn't do much as far as catching the ball out of the backfield. Is Jonathan Stewart a hindrance to this team or not?
1: I wouldn't say an hindrance. I'd say he's like a kind of like an acquaintance to this team. Like I mean, yeah, he'll run the football, and he'll kind of, you know, you gotta hand the ball off to him so you get that running threat, so you, you know they're not just keying in on Cam Newton. But now I kind of get it; like he's, I guess, just there. I guess on the team. I don't know how else to put it because I, I, I'm in the same boat. It's he, Jonathan Stewart, just doesn't doesn't flash for me. It just that name just doesn't pop. So I don't know. I guess they go their reasoning is, you know, we don't really need a really top tier running back. Cause we have cam Newton that can also run. So as long as Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Stewart still has that threat of uh well, I might be able to break one Yeah, keep him on the team, I guess.
0: Yeah, I understand. I guess, like I said, you know, but having that kind of mentality as a team, whether you're a GM or the head coach, yeah, I think that that could come back to bite you and bite you hard. I, I don't know. We'll get into that a little bit next week with our NFL preview, but let's keep trucking on here. You got wide receivers. You got Kelvin Benjamin returning from his massive knee injury that he had last year. You got Devin Funches, who I've been hearing a lot about out of the Panthers organization, that Devin Funches is ready to break out and that he's improved a lot. I don't know how much he could have improved because if memory serves, Devin Funchess was the guy, you know, Cam would flutter a ball over his shoulder. Devin Funches would have to look up over his shoulder, see the ball come in, Devin Funchess, you know, right in the bread basket, right in the numbers. And Funchess, it would hit him in the hands and he would lose the ball and it'd be an incomplete pass. So how much he can improve between that and being a starting number two I'm going to have to wait to see it. I don't know. Maybe in preseason he's been balling out. I haven't exactly been paying attention to the Panthers. That's on me. But Kelvin Benjamin, as a wide receiver, I kept him for very little money in a keeper league. And boy, am I happy about it. I feel like Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin will be just fine this year, if not better. Now, again, maybe I'm praying against the football gods here and saying that Kelvin Benjamin is going to be great. I guess I'm crossing my fingers and dotting my eyes and crossing my T's and just hoping for the best with him. Lastly, Greg Olson, you can't go wrong with Greg Olson. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. He's a hall of fame tight end already at this point in his career, 77 receptions, over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. He can always get more. He's a big target, a security blanket for Cam Newton. He's got a back issue, but he should be good to go for week one. Let's see here, last year they were second in rushing, total rushing, and only 24th for total offense for passing. That's Cam Newton's stats, That, huh? that's perplexing to me as well. I don't really know where to go with that, seeing that 24 there. That kind of stumps me a little bit after seeing Cam Newton's stats. I don't know, time will tell. All right, before we go on to the defense, Taylor, you got anything else to add there?
1: Well, I'll just touch on the wide receiver position. You mentioned uh, Kelvin Benjamin. The knee injury that he had last year, I think he bounces back. I agree with you. Um, I like Benjamin. I've liked him since day one. Um, But I'm not sold on Funchess either being a number two. Uh, You got Ted Ginn Jr. opposite of Kelvin Benjamin on the other side. Uh, Those are your one-two punch Funchess. You know he still has to show me something, but like you have heard, I have also heard he's had a pretty good off season. So we will see. Time will tell with him as well. Um, and also Greg Olson, uh, one of the better tight ends in this league right now, uh, can still produce. He's still a big weapon for Cam Newton to throw to. Um, and I, you know, Cam Newton, I think just keeps on plugging along, keeps on dabbing all over the field. Even though I don't think he's going to do that dab this year. I think I read that somewhere. I don't know. I wish you he he, would.
0: He did, he, did, he did say that he was changing up his celebration, so to speak.
1: I look forward to that, I guess. I don't know. And people get mad about that, I'm sure. Um, but no, this is still a, a, a high-powered offense. Uh, Cam Newton is still uh, a threat at quarterback, uh, even with his arm, with his legs, like we talked about. So uh, no, it's still a very high-powered offense here in Carolina.
0: <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the defense here. Now, here is the interesting thing. Up front, you got Coney Ely, You got Quan Short. You got Star, uh, uh, interesting Hawaiian name. Not even going to touch that one. And Charles Johnson. The oh, I'll, I'll try that here. last name. Go ahead. Tula.
1: No, no, never mind.
0: <laughs> not, not even, Not even close. All oh. right. We're both not even close. Me, I'm a little bit closer than Taylor because I didn't even attempt it. So, but anyways, you got on the opposite side. Here's the interesting thing. Coney Ealy out of Missouri. I've always been a Coney Ealy fan. I like the guy. Charles Johnson on the other side is the guy with the big, massive contract. Yet last year, let's see, he got 12 tackles, one sack, and no other stats to speak of while only playing nine games. He's getting paid all that money, yet he's not on the field. I, I'm confused. The guy just doesn't, this is a classic case of like we talked about Fletcher Cox with him getting his big contract with the Eagles. Now, granted, Fletcher Cox is not Charles Johnson. I feel like Fletcher Cox finally moving to the inside as a D tackle will, he'll flourish in Jim Schwartz's system, but that's not what this is about. Charles Taylor, I I, I have my words, but I can't word this correctly. Do you kind of understand where I'm coming from?
1: Uh, With Charles Johnson? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's, he's thank been you.
1: in the league 10 years. Uh, There's been three of those years he's had, let's see, 11 sacks, 12 and a half sacks, and then 11 and a half sacks. Other than that, it's been a sack last year, eight and a half the year before. Uh, he had nine in 2011. So really, I mean, other than three years, I don't, are they paying him all this money because they think he can get back to where he was? I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you in this boat.
0: I was gonna say I know that he's had the contract for a while now, so so maybe I'm a being a little harsh, but I just when he when he get that money, it's like he, he, you you gotta produce, son. You, you you gotta do it. I just I I'm I'm call me a stickler for that, I guess. But then again, if you're a Panthers fan, anybody should be. I mean, you're getting paid all that money from a team and you don't. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going I'm to stop before I say something that I shouldn't. All right. Moving on to the linebackers here. You got Thomas Davis, who is still plugging along. The guy has been in the league for forever, and he still played 16 games last year, 105 tackles, 5.5 sacks, four interceptions and a fumble recovery for the guy being the age that he is father time does not seem to be touching thomas davis for those who forget thomas davis actually broke his arm late in the in the late in the regular season excuse me or wait was it the playoffs yeah he broke his arm in the playoffs and 2 weeks later he played in the super bowl with like uh, a plate stabilizing his arm the guy is a tough son of a bitch. I'll, I'm not going to mince words there. I apologize if I offend somebody with my uh, with my language there. I, I am sorry, but you just got to call a spade a spade. Thomas Davis is a tough son of a gun, and the guy is still going to keep plugging along. I applaud that. You got Luke Keekly on the, at middle linebacker, 108 ta- tackles one sack, four interceptions, one fumble recovery, played 13 games. Luke Keekley is a top three middle linebacker in the league, and he got A.J. Klein, a guy who I'd never heard of before last year, 15 games, 55 tackles, one sack, one interception, and that's it. Taylor, is this one of the best linebacking cores, if not the best one in the entire league?
1: I don't know if it's the best one, but I can, you know certainly hear any argument where it would be it's it's up there it's one of the better ones uh, if not the best it's it's a very debatable topic with other teams but no it's I mean you mentioned you know Keekly you mentioned Davis who I agree oh my god breaking your arm and then a couple weeks later playing in the Super Bowl that definitely wouldn't be me I'll tell you that right now I got a low pain tolerance but no this is definitely this is one of the better linebacker groups in the and the entire league.
0: All right. And lastly, with the D-backs here, there's not too much that stands out to me except for one thing. When I see the name Kurt Coleman, funny that he just came out just like gangbusters last year. 90 tackles, one sack, seven interceptions, and a interception returned for a touchdown. Played five or played fifteen games, excuse me. Kurt Coleman. A guy who was once an Eagle. An Eagle for many years. Was just terrible. Just terrible for the Philadelphia Eagles. He goes to this team and he decides he wants to play. Interesting. Nope, yeah, nope, no, I'm gonna stop. I'm not gonna go all conspiracy theory here. I, I'm not gonna do it. Taylor, go ahead and finish off the defense.
1: Well, one thing that stands out to me is a name that's missing, and that's Josh Norman. And yes. How do you replace him? I don't. I don't know if you can, uh, but apparently Carolina feels like they can. Uh, still, one of the best defenses in the league, but they're also losing probably the best shutdown corner in the league as well. So uh, that that's, I mean. You hit the nail with everything else. So that's the biggest question mark I have for this defense is, uh, you know, can they still shut down opposing offenses without Josh Norman? Uh, it'll be interesting to see.
0: All right, let's move on to our number three. Number three in the official power rankings, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, What can be said about this team that hasn't been already? You got a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. The guy is a top 10 quarterback, and there's no arguing about that. It does not matter who his targets are, but it does help that he has one of, if not the best wide receivers in the entire National Football League in Antonio Brown, who just got his contract restructured today, and which rightfully so. The guy has played just out of his mind. Last year, 16 games, 136 receptions, which is nuts, and almost 2,000 yards receiving. The guy is a freak of nature. On the other side, you got, let's see here, uh, he will... I forget, who, is it Bryant who suspended? Martavius Bryant, yes?
1: uh Le'Veon Bell
0: no oh, I, I was getting receivers. to that wide, yeah. wide receivers
1: uh bu, 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 where is it no I can't find it
0: uh, I I think it's Bryant okay good all that right, sounds so right is, all right this is accurate then I, I just I saw Wheaton and I, I couldn't remember if he was suspended too I couldn't yep, remember
1: Martavis Bryant yeah
0: okay all right I don't think yep.
1: Marcus Wheaton is
0: All right, you got Marcus Wheaton on the other side. It's possible that Sammy Coates plays on the other side. But here is the thing, Taylor, that we talk about all too often. You have a star on one side, and you got a so-so guy as your number two and saying Antonio Brown looking on the other side of the field going, I can only do so much. You got to burn down the other side of the field and take some of the pressure off of me so they're not double if not triple teaming me down one side. You know, I can't do everything. I'm getting almost 200, 2,000 yards receiving, but I am not Superman here. I'm close to it, but I'm not Superman. Also, Heath Miller retiring at tight end. It looks like they're actually going to be running Jesse James out of Penn State, who is a guy that I've never heard of. Last year, only played eight games, only had eight receptions for 56 yards and a touchdown. But in the last preseason game, and I know, preseason doesn't mean a dang thing. I get it, but he played extremely well in the last preseason game. And for somebody who you do not know very much about, it is a positive to people who are fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lastly, Le'Veon Bell suspended for three games, was suspended for four games for supposedly missing a drug test. He claims otherwise, saying that Oh, I changed my phone, and they didn't try to contact me. I'm not even diving into that can of worms. We talked about that before. Le'Veon Bell is missing three games, and and that's the fact of it. You got D'Angelo Williams. Now, Taylor, with the offense that they have, the high-powered offense that they have that could possibly be one of the best offenses in the league, is D'Angelo Williams enough to survive, so to speak, without – Le'Veon Bell for three games.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He, uh, he's not the same type of player that Bell is. He doesn't provide that firepower, um, but he's a a very serviceable number two guy that can step in for those three games. And really, I don't think the Steelers will miss a beat at all with Williams uh, behind Roethlisberger. So, and then once Bell comes in, obviously, then that offense kind of goes up another level. But with Williams back there, I, I don't think they're really missing much at all.
0: They, they can basically, you know, keep their head above above water, so to speak, and you know, run him when they need to to keep the defense that they're playing honest until Le'Veon Bell comes back. I wasn't trying to disrespect the guy. No, I, I, I was just more or less saying that you know D'Angelo Williams is what he is, but he did to his credit when he needed to play playing sixteen games last year. Had 970 yep. yards. So, yeah, I mean no disrespect at all, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. And, I mean, nobody's going to mistake him for that.
1: See, the Steelers got it right, in they're running back. They got – I mean, obviously, Bell is a, just a solid number one, and their number two, not much drop-off. So, you know, the Steelers got that down pat.
0: Absolutely. All right, anything else about the offense before we keep trucking along here?
1: Other than, you know – um Antonio Brown being an absolute beast I mean it's it's crazy the numbers that he put up last year and not saying he's going to match those numbers but uh, you better believe he's going to try and he I bet you he gets pretty damn close to it.
0: I was going to say, yeah, those numbers are almost inhuman. That's like Madden. Uh, it's,
1: That's, those are Madden like
0: numbers. It, it, those are video game numbers. Yeah. Those are exactly Madden 17 numbers. That's basically like taking Ben Roethlisberger, just having Antonio Brown go out on a streak or a fly route, and just throwing the ball up and saying, catch it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable but the Steelers have a high powered offense and it's only going to get better once Le'Veon Bell comes back. And I know that Le'Veon Bell has pled his innocence and I'm not convicting the man. I'm just giving the facts of saying, you know what? This is what happens. Le'Veon has his story. The NFL has theirs. I'm not, I'm not going to try this in the court of public opinion, but Le'Veon Bell, if I were him and I fully believed my side of the story versus the NFL, you know, being that they're my employer or not, I would be pissed. And when he comes back for that fourth game, you best believe that he is going to want to tear the just the pigskin off of the ball, and he is going to just want to run rampage over defenses. For opposing defenders that are standing in his way, I wouldn't want to be one of those guys. I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's move into the defense here. Taylor, here is something that I have a hard time talking about. Their defense is 21st overall last year. Great against the run. Top five five against the run with the fifth best rush defense. It's their pass defense that scares me. And, I mean, there isn't really too many guys that stand out to me, and even the guys that do are really long in the tooth, like William Gay. Is he not, like... Almost, if not pushing 35 at this point, especially for a guy who's a D-back, a guy that relies on his speed and quickness to get off the line to stick with a wide receiver. And honestly, looking at the cornerbacks right now, William Gay will likely more than not be taking the number one guy on every single team down. That would scare me a little bit. Am I right or wrong here?
1: No, yeah, he's been in the league 10 years. He's 31 years old, so definitely I'm at it. There's some cause for concern there.
0: Okay, he's not as old as I thought he was. Close, though. Let let, let me tell you, the reason why I assumed that, and to William Gay, I apologize. At least I didn't say he was 50. At least I didn't go there. Like with some of the players on my favorite teams that I just hate, but that's for another day. William Gay, I mean, he got skewered last year. He was not good. I'm not, again, it's about not mincing words and giving you guys the truth as we see it. William Gay was not good. And the D backs last year were not good. They, I mean, again, and they're 29th against the pass rating. You know, t- 32 teams in the NFL, 29th against the pass. You got to show your Steelers faithful more. You got the most Super Bowl titles of any team in NFL history. You got to be better. Let's move up to the linebackers here. You got Arthur Motes. You got Ryan Shazier, which I've got an interesting fact about Ryan Shazier. Excuse me. Ryan Shazier, words, names, and, and whatnot. I've got an interesting fact about him in a second. You got Lawrence Timmons, and you got James Harrison. Now, before I get into Timmons and Harrison, Taylor, did you know that Ryan Shazier actually beat out one of the Steelers' wide receivers. Uh, now, I don't think it was Antonio Brown, it, but it's it's one of the speed guys. I, I You might want to type this into Google and look it up while I'm talking because I can't remember, but he actually beat one of the Steelers' wide receivers in a 40-yard sprint. A linebacker beat out a wide receiver in a 40-yard dash in practice over the summer is that or is that not completely nuts
1: um I just pulled it up on nfl.com and it said he oh pop up uh it says that he beat Antonio Brown Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates in a 40-yard dash
0: there you go all right he beat not one not two but all three of them (laughs) isn't that that's that's unbelievable and
1: one player tweeted because i don't i don't think shazier has any hair he's he's, he's bald he's He's got
0: he's He's yeah
1: so he said lack of body hair makes him more aerodynamic so i guess that's the key
0: um to to the wide receivers credit and to him i don't think antonio brown (laughs) and sammy coates or any of them have much hair to speak of except I'm going to, maybe one of them has like long ish hair. Um,
1: it, uh, uh, Marcus I don't even
0: kind of does, yeah, I guess
1: he does, but it's not
0: okay. And Sammy Eddie Coates Lacey, ha- long. Sammy coats basically has threads. Yeah. So, but, but still, still that that's, that's completely nuts. All right. Anyways, I just remembered that story from the summer. I had to talk about that and Taylor, I had to share that one with you. That was something when I saw that I didn't believe it at first. You got Lawrence Timmons at the other middle linebacker spot, 119 tackles, five sacks, one interception, played all 16 games. Taylor, look up for me how old Lawrence Timmons actually is, because he seems like another guy that's been around for ages.
1: Yeah, he's 30, and he has been in the league 10 years as well, so...
0: Okay. Right around yeah, the
1: know, same time, uh, came in the league same time William Gay did. So
0: Okay. All right. Again, and again, and I think 30, and, you know, for a linebacker, you know, you got more years left. And, and God, I'm feeling guilty thinking that all these guys are ancient. And it's like, oh, he's, he's 30. Oh, what does that say about you when you're, you, Blake, you ageist or something? I have no idea. Anyways, moving on here. James Harrison, now. James Harrison, I know is almost 40. I know that for a fact. So I'm just going to put that. I'm going to put my foot down. James Harrison, how much does he really have left? I I get it. You're an athlete. You can play as long as you want, you know, and and who am I to say anything? I'm just here doing what I really enjoy doing. I'm passionate about this show. Taylor's passionate about the show. We love doing this for you guys. Uh, Taylor, how much does James Harrison really have left? I
1: can't imagine he has much left.
0: I, I, I mean, mean, he's honestly, 38
1: years is, old. This has got to be his last yeah. year, right? I, I've been saying, I said that last year and the uh, year before, I, I, I think. I, was I don't say, know.
0: To be honest, I've probably been saying that for about three years yeah. myself.
1: 38 years old, four, been in the league 14 years. That's NFL standards, linebacker standards. That's That's old. That is really old. So I don't. I can't imagine he's. This has got to be his last year. But he'll probably play until he's forty-five.
0: He's gonna. He's gonna. bread farve it or what?
1: Yeah, just without all the flip-flopping and what.
0: Yeah, yeah. Without, without. He's just gonna without, play. Uh, without all the hooting nannies and the whatnot. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm just waiting for him to before the season starts, even if it's a day before Thursday. If it's on Wednesday, I'm just waiting for him to do the whole Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, David Ortiz thing and go, all right, I'm retiring this year. All right, everybody give me a, a ceremony before the game and, you know, give me uh, gifts and whatnot and do the whole. Uh, I have no idea. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I just I was trying to make a joke and it fell flat. All right, let's continue on defensive line here. You got Cameron Hayward. You've got Dan McCullers Sanders, and you've got Stefan Tut. Now, not too many of these guys really pop out at me as big name guys, but let me count here. Mm. You've got between the three of them, you've got 14 sacks. So it could be better. Really, they're going to have to use the linebackers to get pressure on the offensive line break through to blitz and get to the quarterback i feel like because i don't feel like that three up front as it stands with the players that they have is really going to do much of any help whatsoever taylor what say you
1: you know looking at this defense it's like you said it's great against the run but they have to fix it against the pass and now the the Steelers have, they been... don't
0: have any time left to fix it.
1: No, but I'm just saying they gotta, they gotta do so they gotta improve on it. Let's just no, say I, that. No, I, yeah. I
0: understand. I understand. I understand.
1: But I mean, a lot of people are picking Pittsburgh to go far in the playoffs, if not make a super bowl run, but if they can't stop a passing attack, especially against a new, a new England passing attack, they're not going to make it that far. So uh, it's a solid defense that definitely needs improvement. Uh, to go with that offense that is very high powered. So they they they, they need to shut these passing attacks down from other teams um, if they want to, you know, make a deep playoff run and make it to the Super Bowl, like a lot of people are saying.
0: And, I, and to be honest, before we move on here to our number two, I have no idea how they're going to do it. I don't I have, either. I, I unless, have no clue. Yeah, I, don't. I, I would not want to be a Steelers fan right now. I mean, I get why. You know, the offense, you got one of the most high powered offense uh, 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 in the NFL on the other side of the coin. I would want like a couple of cocktails or two for every single defensive possession, because I just feel like looking at it. It looks like a revolving door to me. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. It might be a little rough going for that defense there. Time will tell. All right. Anything else on the Steelers?
1: Nah, I got nothing else.
0: All right. Move on to our number two. We're getting down there. Only two teams left. I wish I had a drum roll sound effect, but I do not. The number two for the Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio Power Rankings is the Green Bay Packers. Taylor, I'm going to let you start.
1: All right. Good. Because I got a lot to say. Actually, not really. Not really. Not
0: really. Oh, Oh, dang. All right. All right. You the, had me up and then you shot me back down again. All right.
1: Being a Viking fan, it, it's tough to do this team at number two, but.
0: I was going to say, wait a minute. Yeah, you're a Viking fan. Why am I letting you go first? Right. No, i just didn't. Go ahead. On
1: paper, I think uh, this is just on paper. Um, they definitely have the best offense in the NFL. Uh, uh, if if
0: yeah, you. Really? I think so. Uh, okay. All right. I'll let you Aaron, explain that. I, Aaron
1: Rodgers at quarterback. Me a little bit. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Okay. You can't go wrong there.
0: No, no. You got, wide,
1: you got Jordy Nelson coming back. On the other side, you got Randall Cobb. Because Jordy Nelson's coming back, Randall Cobb is going to improve on his season that he had last year. Adams is kind of slipping down that depth chart. He's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. And I don't it, it's weird because last preseason, McCarthy praised him and said he was the MVP of the offseason, and then he completely went in the tank. Um you got Aberderis, Jared Aberderis coming up. Ty Montgomery is another solid wide receiver. Jeff Janis, though, did get hurt. Won't be playing right away. Um, but they got some weapons at wide receiver. And then I look at running back Eddie Lacy. Had a lot of weight last year that McCarthy told him to lose or else, and he did. And watching him in preseason, uh, he looks like a totally different runner. Uh, he looks like to have his best season yet, uh, especially behind an offensive line that has much improved from last year. Uh, with Bakhtiari, Josh Sitton, J.C. Treder at center, T.J. Lang at right guard, uh, and Brian Bulaga at right tackle, uh, and then also their tight ends, Richard Rogers and Jared Cook. They got Jared Cook, which I think was a good get for them.
0: Uh, I agree. I, I know agree.
1: he maybe. I mean, he's been in the league eight years. You know, I think he's he's got a few years left in him, but it's definitely going to complement Richard Rogers. So uh, overall. Honestly, I think this is the best offense in the league.
0: Interesting. You you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I I was just going to let you go, but that, that one shocked me a little bit, Uh, but Hey, you know what? They were ranked 23rd overall last year on offense, but that was without Jordy Nelson. And I know that Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year again, People said Aaron Rodgers, oh, he had a down year last year. He's starting to slip. Let's analyze what Aaron Rodgers' down year looks like. 60% completion percentage, pretty dang good. Almost 4,000 yards, 3,800 yards to be exact. 31 passing touchdowns and only eight interceptions. Now, that is what the NFL world, Taylor, calls a, air quotes, down year. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Aaron Rodgers standards, that's a down year. I if
0: understand that. Was my,
1: if that was my damn quarterback, I'd be jumping for joy.
0: No, and that and that's where <laughs> I'm going with it. I that's exactly what I mean. I get it that I get it. Aaron it's Aaron Rodgers standards. I understand. I just had to throw that out there. People say Aaron Rodgers is slipping. No way. I, I was gonna say I don't think that he's got for the a best weapons second. around him that anybody can have.
1: I mean, come on, all the oh, weapons right. at his disposal.
0: And with Jordy Nelson back fully healthy, the sky is the limit for the cheese, cheese heads of the Green Bay Packers. Let's move on to the defense here. The defense, okay, fifteenth against or overall, excuse me. So. Adequate. Let's see here. On the back end, they've got Demarius Randall, haha ha Clinton Dix. That, that name's always fun to say. Morgan Ber, Morgan Burnett, excuse me, and Sam Shields. Always liked haha ha Clinton Dix. But the rest of them, I mean, okay, Morgan Burnett, I, I understand. I, I get who he is. And Sam Shields is. Let's see. I mean, I look at this Taylor. I might have to have you go because I'm at a loss for words with this defense as well.
1: Uh, this defense is, uh, they can be hit and miss sometimes. This is Dom say- Capers defense, but uh, all cylinders fire. And it's, it's a pretty, I'm not going to say it's a great defense. It's a good defense. You're looking at Demarius Randall. He had, three picks last year started nine games 53 58 tackles so we got a decent secondary you mentioned Clinton Dix
0: I had a hundred tackles last year yeah
1: he's and really Clinton, good he's Clinton, gonna crap he's gonna be even better this year I think I don't I mean wait, he's scary good
0: I was gonna say Clinton Dix had a hundred tackles three sacks and two picks no that is getting your he, work done.
1: He is all over that field. It's crazy to watch him play. Like he is everywhere.
0: You know, and for just for the rest of, uh, uh, for, uh, full disclosure here, let's see here 20th against the run, but they were actually sixth against the pass. So I guess we're not exactly talking about a Steelers situation, we're actually talking about a Steelers situation that is completely flipped as a 180 because the Steelers were good against the run, bad against the pass. It's a 180 here, completely the exact opposite. The Packers are good against the pass and somewhat suspect against the run. But you know what? Really, Aaron Rodgers, as long as Aaron Rodgers does what he needs to do and just you know, plays like Aaron Rodgers does, the defense doesn't really have any worry. And ever since Aaron Rodgers took over starting for Brett Favre, what seems like an eternity ago at this point, it seems like he's been around a long time. As long as Aaron Rodgers does what he has to do, the defense doesn't really need to be worried anyways. Am I right or wrong?
1: No, I think you're right. And that was the case, I mean... You look at you look at last year. Rodgers didn't have any ta- any protection whatsoever. That line was completely beat up. Didn't have a number one receiver to throw to. Eddie Lacy couldn't run, and they still did pretty good. I mean, they finished second in the division to the Vikings, but they, I mean, it was neck and neck all year, and that was with Rodgers down year. And I mean, so th- that if Rodgers had all his weapons, I mean, who knows what where that team could have gone last year. So the defense could, j- I mean, if the defense can just get by, Ben, don't break completely. Exactly. I mean, this offense is going to carry him.
0: All right. And I couldn't have said it any better myself. All right. We will move on to our official number one NFL team in our Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio Power Rankings your 2015 Super Bowl champions, the Denver Broncos. Taylor is going to have to explain this one because this is Taylor's doing. Now, full disclosure, on my sheet for power rankings, my number two and number one are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. To save an argument and save my breath, I let it go. Taylor, explain yourself as to why the Denver Broncos are our number one.
1: I got to say something real quick. I watched that Cardinals game against the Texans, and they didn't look like a very good team. So I'm just going to throw that one out there. Preseason hey, or not, hey, they looked yeah, horrible. That's right. They looked horrible.
0: I probably deserve that.
1: Not saying that Denver's going to be, I mean, whatever. But, however, they still have the top defense in the league. Did they have a quarterback last year? Was his name Peyton Manning? Because he sure as hell didn't play like Peyton Manning.
0: Kind of, you know, he went out there with a football and a walker, you know. Exactly.
1: And and did they not win the Super Bowl last year? That they did. They pretty much have the exact same team minus Peyton Manning. Granted, they have a a quarterback that, well, maybe... He's obviously no Peyton Manning, but what round was he? Dra- seventh round. So.
0: I was gonna say, saying that he's no Peyton Manning, that is the biggest understatement we've ever made. Let's just say made. he
1: he may not be no Peyton Manning from last year, but he probably he might be just as good. If that now makes me, any sense.
0: No, now let me say this. Now, running back C J Anderson, I've never been sold on C J Anderson, and I'm still not. I don't get the infatuation with CJ Anderson. I don't get it. I look at CJ Anderson and this might be not very fair, but I look at him in the same vein that I look at Jonathan Stewart. Is that fair or not? Because he doesn't, he doesn't surprise me. He doesn't electrify me. He doesn't, he's not a running back. I go, I want to watch that guy.
1: Uh, I think neither, you know what I mean? Neither him nor Ronnie Hillman do that, but, Hillman had eight hundred and sixty three yards last year and seven touchdowns, and Anderson wasn't too terribly far behind. He had five touchdowns on seven hundred and twenty yards, so
0: And I understand that they they got kind of
1: I wouldn't say a two headed monster, but they have a two headed rushing attack. Let's just say that.
0: Right. And, And I was gonna say you combine both of them together, that does make that it does equate to one actual decent running attack, like exactly. you said, that, equi- that equates over to close to, if not more than, thirteen hundred yards, and you know what? That's serviceable. So I did totally forget about Ronnie Hillman. That is my bad. But Trevor Simeon, I, I'm this this one confuses me. Why did he win the starting job? Well, it's I, I thought, either
1: him or Mark Sanchez or Paxton Lynch.
0: No, I I understand that. That's not, I guess, my point. Oh. Uh, um. I, I like Paxton Lynch. I loved him all the last year. If the Eagles would have stayed at number eight, you know, let's say in the draft and we didn't get Wentz and we didn't get Goff, I actually wanted Lynch. I actually wanted Lynch actually before we, you know, if we would have stayed at eight, I would have loved that. Granted, I would want the same thing as Wentz. I would want Wentz to sit for two years. Same thing with Paxton Lynch. But because he's not on my team, I can say I don't understand why they're not playing him now. I mean, he looked like he's getting the hang of it. I get it. He's a rookie. He doesn't exactly have it all down. They are two and one in the preseason. I know preseason doesn't mean anything. But, I mean, why not kind of thing? Still, you want to go with Trevor Simeon? Versus the so-called heir apparent, I guess, Paxton Lynch. I get it. Paxton Lynch is a project. He, he's raw. But why not? I, I mean, Taylor, if you were head coach, what would you do?
1: Yeah. Flip a coin, I guess. That's might have what they done. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think who, the who reason knows? is, and I don't know, but I think, because Lynch is a rookie, he maybe he doesn't have the playbook completely the way they uh, of want course, it. that. Right. And Simeon, this is his second year with the Broncos with this offense.
0: Okay. A little more right. familiar
1: familiarity with it. That that's that's my guess.
0: Okay, you know what? So that's fair. All right. All white flag. That, if I all were right. to have to
1: guess that would be it. I don't I can't no, 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 call sense. John Elway and find out.
0: I was gonna say that makes perfect sense yeah. now that you say that. Okay, I get it. I just, uh, if I was a Bronco, but I, fan, I, I mean, I so do get, so I pissed. do get your
1: reasoning of, you know, why not? I get that too.
0: Again, if I was a Bronco fan, I, I'd be, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I'd want Lynch so bad. I, uh, but I anyway. would
1: not just look at that Lombardi Trophy they just got.
0: Yeah, that too probably my replica super bowl ring that I would have bought or yep. something. All right, exactly. let's move on here. You you got the same guys that you had last year, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. Emmanuel Sanders uh let's see here. Uh he does not have an injury. He's actually sick currently it looks like. So Hopefully, being that his sickness is not too bad, he should be good to go for week one. Emmanuel Sanders had 1,100 yards. Last year, Demarius Thomas had 1,300 yards. Both of them together had, let's see here if I'm doing my math correctly, 181 receptions and uh, more math and 12 touchdowns. Both of them, you know, they're both great in their own right. It just Trevor Simeon just needs to make sure they can get them the ball. Cody Latimer is a very serviceable number three. I don't know if I like it, but I, again, I I'm looking at it from the objective opinion that I'm not a fan. So, I mean, depending on what Broncos faithful actually think, you know, I mean, that could be the exact opposite. I have no idea. And at tight end, Virgil Green, a guy who has been playing lights out in preseason, a guy last year who played all 16 games, but only had 12 receptions, 173 yards and one touchdown. He has been trending in the ad section for pickups in fantasy for the last two weeks. And I missed out on him in every single league that I'm a part of, except for the one that hasn't drafted that will draft on Sunday. What can he do with Trevor Simeon? I'm not sure. I feel like the sky's the limit for Virgil Green. He's 6'5", he's 255, he is a big dude. And a guy who's that big can do some big things, but they gotta make sure the quarterback can get them the ball. Taylor, any final words on our number one, the Denver Broncos?
1: You know, as long as Simeon can get the ball to Thomas, can get the ball to Sanders, can get the ball to Green, I think this offense will be all right. Like, I mean, can they, can they really? Can they, I was
0: going to say, and that's the biggest caveat, is yeah. can he get them the ball?
1: But the thing is, can it be much worse than what Peyton Manning did last year, though? That's and what you, I go to. Exactly. That's what I go to.
0: Right, right. And in saying that, you have to look back on it to say that when Peyton Manning came back into the league, uh, he got drafted in, what was it, Ninety. Five ninety
1: five somewhere in there somewhere in, yeah.
0: right right somewhere in there so coming out of tennessee peyton manning in his entire career never had the strongest arm never once he never had a rocket arm never he would always you know he, he would throw the ball and sometimes it would look like a duck flying through the air but it would get to where it needed to go so technically I mean, I don't want to say it's not the bit uh, that big of a drop-off because it is Peyton Manning, but you gotta look at it as not Peyton Manning as what he's done, but what Peyton Manning was. And Peyton Manning, now that you say it, you know what, Taylor? You've been right a lot of the times, and I wave the white flag and surrender. Trevor Simeon might not be actually that much of a step back. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. Oh wow. All right, but that is our official number one. Our power rankings are officially over. We got one more segment for you this week, and that is I would have some Eagles coverage for you. I missed the game. I got a couple of notes. I was a little busy with my rock concert and my and my voodoo music and what have you, but I will get a couple of notes for you on the Eagles. But first, We got to cover the Minnesota Vikings. Taylor's going to take that away with, at the end, some very heart-wrenching and heartbreaking news that Taylor doesn't want to talk about, but it's our job. We have to. Taylor, let's get it done.
1: Well, I was all excited, you know, after watching that Viking game on Sunday against the Chargers. You know, just how well, at first, they didn't do so hot. The stadium looked good. That was all good. The second quarter, this Vikings team woke up and it was that defense played out of their minds besides getting gashed by Melvin Gordon. But after that, the defense woke up, played out of their minds, got after Rivers, shut down the running attack, and then the offense came on and it was the two minute drill that Teddy Bridgewater led. And he was, I know for the quarter, he was eight for eight in the second quarter but that last okay. drive to score the touchdown before they went into halftime when he found Kyle Rudolph for the score had to have been probably the best I have ever seen Teddy Bridgewater play, preseason, regular season, what what have you. The throws he, were make, he was making was on point. The timing was on point with Diggs, with Johnson, with Rudolph, with everybody. They were, I mean, he stood in the pocket. He was poised. He had time to throw, which I think is probably the most important part. He wasn't running for his life, nothing like that. So I was very excited. I was very pleased with what I saw. It was amazing. Even though after it wasn't too long before that I was cursing the team out, but whatever. After that, I was comfortable. I liked where that offense was. Everything looked good until yesterday when pretty much Vikings World crashed down if you followed the whole thing on Twitter. So, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater... Uh, Definitely
0: yesterday in Minnesota, you could have heard a pin drop.
1: That was crazy. Like I, I, I followed it on Twitter when I got home and then you would have thought that Teddy Bridgewater died.
0: Oh like, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. absolutely
1: You know, I heard reports of his leg was just hanging there. His knee was just flailing around. Teammates were puking at the sight of it and everything. How much was true? I don't know. But what we do know is true. Torn ACL dislocated what well, dislocated knee right I do believe so
0: uh torn ACL dislocated knee and structural structural
1: damage. damage however they do expect him to make a full recovery and be back for next season so I mean it could have been a lot worse and from reports we were here I was hearing and seeing that it was it you'd think the guy would have had his leg amputated or something so
0: Pretty dang close. I
1: mean, it, it 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 could have been a lot worse than what it ended up being. So, you know, it, it sucks. High hopes. Yeah, this is like typical Viking. All the hopes, everything, dreams, aspirations in the world, just to get crushed. So, I guess we didn't have to wait till like the Super Bowl or a deep playoff run to choke it all away. So. Get it over with now, I guess. Season's not over with; hasn't even started, but.
0: I was gonna say, is this like a Brett Favre interception across his body? Is this <sighs> like Gary Anderson? Up, and really, I, I I couldn't help myself. It's
1: I, well, the Brett Favre one never really did affect me that much. I don't know why, and it still hasn't. Not as not even as much as that Blair Walsh field goal last year.
0: Living at, living in Wisconsin, you're just like, eh, nah, typical Brett Favre. Yeah,
1: and like course. During that game, I was in the in a bar with a bunch of Packer fans, so they they let me have it. But no, it wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. I don't. Blair Walsh's missed field goal last year in the wild card round of all things affected me more than that interception Favre had in the NFC Championship game. So I don't. But the Bridgewater thing is right up there with uh, Gary Anderson's missed field goal.
0: No, absolutely. If not, I I totally. I don't know if it'd be above that, but. All right. So I'm going to make a statement on Teddy Bridgewater. And then I got a question for you. All right. First, the statement from what I know of what the injury is. I I was telling uh, a friend of mine uh, who was a diehard Vikings fan like yourself. I texted him today and I said, it's not looking good for Bridgewater. And I said, this isn't me, you know, trying to rag on you or anything. But I said, I would be really surprised if this does not happen again to him because the fact that it's not just the ACL tear it's the dislocated knee it's the structural damage and and I get it the fact that there's no nerve damage it shouldn't be career-ending he should be fine but I'm just saying that the way it looks I I personally would be surprised If it never happens to him again, that's all I'm saying.
1: I will say one thing to that with the advances of modern medicine. no,
0: I don't know. I had to throw that in there. No, I understand. And as a Vikings fan, I totally get it again. If I, if it was an Eagle, I'd be making every excuse in the book. I'd do exactly what you're doing. I totally get it. I tell
1: you what though, it, it, even when he does come back, whenever it is, you better believe this is going to be in the back of my mind because I'm still not, I don't convinced as the word comfortable whatever, that he's going to be fully back next year. This, no, and, I got this no, weird feeling in I'm my saying. stomach. There's something, something is going to go awry. I don't know.
0: Right, and that's what I'm saying. My my point is, is that he didn't get hit. Right, it wasn't a blindside hit. It was a non-contact drill. And he was dropping back. He was taking a five step drop. And that happened. If I were a Viking fan, that would scare me. And that's why I, and that's the reason why I say that I would be shocked if it never happens again. Because if it happens like that, especially when you don't have an injury history, that is not good. Now, for my question with Teddy Bridgewater, you have Sean Hill. And who's the other guy?
1: Joel Stave.
0: There, there you go. I the, was rookie, the rookie
1: out of Wisconsin.
0: I, I've seen his name a ton of times. I just, I wasn't sure how to pronounce his name. Now, you have those two. Likely, I, I mean, I know a lot of, most teams roster two quarterbacks. It's like the Eagles saying Wentz probably won't dress because he'll be the third quarterback. So, but if they do decide to, Quickly go after somebody else. Here's my question. Now, realistically, not just not, oh, I want Ben Roethlisberger. Realistically, if you could have your choice of someone the Vikings could theoretically get to bring in, who would you choose?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if there's anybody out there that I would want to bring in to learn this offense in a week and a half and try and throw him out to be the starting quarterback. Not saying that Sean Hill or Joel Staves is the best options, but the the pick of the litter isn't that great either. So I honestly I don't know. I I, I haven't totally... really, you know, thought much about it. I've just thought more of let's, you know, rally behind Sean Hill, I guess. I haven't really looked at who's all out there and who would be a good fit.
0: Okay. I I
1: know there's there's no really big superstar name or anything like that. There was Nick Foles at a time, like, what, a month ago? I think we talked uh, about that.
0: About that, yeah, about that.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Okay, now here is why I ask. Now, the reason why I ask is I figured you would have thought about this like 200 times over. I figured that this would have been something that would have kept you up at night, knowing how diehard you are. Now, that said, Are you really comfortable with them running with Sean Hill? I mean, I know you. I don't think that you are.
1: I will say one. No, I'm not. I'll answer that. But I will say they had a backup in Taylor Heineke. That, I think he was the number two to Bridgewater. Young quarterback, mobile, had a decent arm. However, during this offseason... He decided he was at a buddy's house. Buddy locked his keys in his house. They couldn't get in. He decided to kick a window or a door in and sliced his leg up. And now he's out until halfway through the season. I would feel a lot more comfortable if he was our guy right now than I would Sean Hill.
0: Personally, from that story that you told, I'd rather have Sean Hill because (laughs) I'd look at the other guy and I'd be like, the guy doesn't seem to have a brain on his shoulders. So because he's an NFL quarterback and kicking windows. I don't
1: know that. Yeah.
0: But anyways, my point is, is that I mean, there is the idea, you know, of the Broncos Uh, You know, floating Mark Mark Sanchez out there. I
1: I don't know.
0: Now, now, again, the reason why I ask is with the conversation that we had off air with uh, some of the morons that I interact with. No, I'm just kidding, guys. You guys are great. Love, Love all you guys. In all seriousness, the names of Nick Foles and Sanchez got thrown around for one reason and one reason only. They're a proven quarterback that knows what they're doing that knows how to win if you got the opportunity to grab one of those guys you would be against it to go with sean hill
1: sanchez yes Foles, i would take
0: fair enough and uh, okay. i think i think i just wanted to ask
1: yeah, like a month ago i messaged why did we not give Foles?" i don't know i still don't know why Rick Spielman, GM, front office guys thought obviously the whole Taylor Heineke thing that's a different story but thinking Sean Hill and Joel Stave would be solid twos and threes behind Teddy Bridgewater because this is the NFL. Anything can happen in, in a moment and they found that out and now they're scrambling to find somebody. So I also heard that Oh, once the Niners release Kaepernick, the Vikings could pick him up. I don't I want bin, that either. I've
0: been, I've been hearing that too.
1: I ain't dealing with that crap either.
0: I was going to say, I don't think I want all that nonsense in no. town the way it is. No. All right, but yeah, we're not getting into that whole bag of marbles. Oh, God, all right, no. all right. now, before we get out of here, just a little bit of the Eagle stub for you. Like I said, I missed the game, but one thing that I will say is, is I like what the defense shows me. I've been saying it week after week, just waiting for it to fall apart. And it hasn't yet. And you know what the deal is? Game four is tomorrow. We are recording on a Wednesday. We normally record on Tuesdays. That was production stuff is why we didn't record yesterday all on me. I do all the production. All the blame goes on my shoulders. The game is tomorrow on Thursday night. We very well could lose. We very well could win. If we win 4-0, and but I'm not doing what I did last year. We win all these preseason games like it means anything in the world. And say, because I know what this team is going to do. And I'm preparing, as I've said before, on air to buy massive amounts of liquor on Saturday nights. Because Minnesota does not allow liquor on sales on Sunday because we're apparently traveling back to the era of the 1800s.
1: And can't can't drink like us people in Wisconsin.
0: Exactly, exactly. We can't be all just raving, functioning alcoholics like they breed in Wisconsin. Taylor, no offense.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I got nothing to say to that anyway.
0: All right. Now, the only thing that I care about is the defense. Why? Brand new defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Every single stop he's ever been on. He has made it work. Now, I know it's preseason. It doesn't matter. But with something new, you like to see it work. It's kind of like with Carson Wentz. Even though Wentz has a rib issue in that first game, you want to see what he has. You know he's not a finished product. It's the same thing with the defense. Rome wasn't built in a day. I just want it to hold. I want to see it hold and improve which technically for the Eagles is not saying much and should not take a whole lot being that we were one of the worst defenses in the league, calling a spade a spade. But the thing is, I believe in Jim Schwartz. I feel like we hired the right defensive coordinator. I feel like we're writing, running the right scheme now in the four, three versus the three, four. And I still believe in the players. Time will tell next week. Once the rookie season rookie season, Regular season starts, and that'll be that. But so far, I like what I see. Ryan Matthews is still healthy, even though there is one thing. This might be a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to say it. Kenyon Barner has earned the second running back spot, Darren Sproles or not. Ryan Matthews goes down, which is more likely than not. Darren Sproles is not equipped to be that second guy. I even am going to go as far as to say that Kenyon Barner deserves to possibly has earned the right to split carries with Ryan Matthews. I am not there yet of saying that Kenyon Barner should start, but he has really been a extreme bright spot and other than the defensive stuff, uh, kind of whole hum Eagles preseason, so to speak. There we go. That's all I got. Taylor, anything to add on that? Am I a little bit crazy? Am I right on the money? What you got? Well,
1: obviously, you're crazy. You're an Eagles fan, so.
0: I should have saw that one coming.
1: You put it on a tee pretty much for me, and I hit it out of the park.
0: I should have put up my Dungeons and Dragons in Invisible Force Field or something. My bad. Didn't I get that one up close or quick enough?
1: I don't know if that makes you sound any better.
0: It doesn't. I'm just okay, going to move on. I'm just going to move on here. All right, everybody. that's That does it for episode 38 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Make sure to join us next week for our big extravaganza, our big NFL preview show but we got even more than that for you guys we've got our big NFL preview show and on top of that we've also got the preview for UFC 203 Sip Miritich and Alistar Overeem verse and the big fight of CM Punk versus Mickey Gall Taylor I know that you're excited for that one Even though I am too, I'm not going to lie. I want to see what CM Punk can do. He very well might win, or he might go down in flames faster than you can say the name CM Punk.
1: Very true. That is exactly what I was going to say.
0: But man, both of those fights should be really good. Got a big card for it. UFC 203. We will preview that. For you Next week after our football preview, but we've got a big show for you and we got a couple of surprises for you as well. A couple of things that I want to say, but I cannot. So you know what? You're just going to have to bear with us and tune in next week for episode number 39 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Taylor, before we get out of here, any last words?
1: No, I'm just ready to get this regular season started, even though...
0: You and me both, man. even
1: Even though my team kind of took a big step back. I mean, it's, it's freaking NFL. Let's It starts this weekend with college football. Football is back in full swing, so what a great time. Absolutely. What a great time.
0: I was going to say, you know what? This is one of my favorite times of the year with football and fantasy drafts. And you know what? Even like you, if the Eagles say even though i predict them to win like 6 7 games but i will get into that preview next week but still even with my outlook on what the eagles are going to do no matter what you being a diehard vikings fan like i am an eagles fan myself no matter what happens we look forward to our football games every week as soon as tuesday hits and that uh, uh, tuesday morning hits and that monday night game is over i want football back man And I hate it, you know, when they have those Thursday night games and I go, the Eagles are Sunday. I got to wait three more days. This sucks. I just, that's how football, football is in this country. We love our football. And you know what? For good reason. But anyways, before we get out of here, a couple more notes for you. As always, email in BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Email Taylor, TaylorGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Send us an email. We will read your email on the air and answer anything that you could possibly want us to answer. Send them in and we'll read them on the air for you guys, the fans. Our Facebook, Facebook.com slash GlobalDynastySTR. Check it check it out. Give us a like. Our main hub for everything that we do, all of our episodes, all of your sporting news and everything that you could possibly want in the sporting world in one place at your fingertips lastly our ways of listening to the show ways you can listen to the show and listen to the show that you love iTunes search for us on iTunes in the podcast section of the iTunes store Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio search for us we'll be the first thing that pops up subscribe to us there Or you can listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash globaldynastySTR. Follow us on SoundCloud to get notifications of when, if, whenever we post a brand new episode for you guys. Listen to us on both platforms and never miss another episode of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio ever again. Join us next week for episode number 39. For Taylor Johnson, I'm Blake Plotsky, and we will see you next week. And we are out. Peace. I own everything that comes in my way. Gotta do the metal, cause I'm strapped for time. Gotta keep my wings from slipping sideways. That's how life goes. I'm back in my seat. Turn up the heat, get the bump in the beat. Picking up speed when I don't see police. Keeping the screen cause they be on the creep. Street to street, we pass it by. Moving along in overdrive. Spitting freestyles to pass the time. Losing my mind, the longer the ride. Can't put to the side to give it the best. No closing my eyes, gotta give it my best. Stay in the lines and try not to wreck. Straining my neck on this difficult
1: track. I gotta stay focused though. Fly, never been coasting slow. Grind steady on overload. Find that up on that
0: dopey road. Driving all alone up on the highway. Open opportunity, don't pass me by Try to stay awake up in the right lane dozing trying to keep it open I own everything that comes in my way Gotta do the
1: metal cause I'm strapped for time
0: Gotta keep my weight from slipping sideways That's how life goes